Hey, real quick, uh, next week we are starting a series titled Moses, so if you want to join us again next week, we're going to be delving into the life of Moses. Um, but that's not what we're talking about this morning. I want to direct, if you have scripture with you, maybe you brought your Bibles with you, maybe uh, you have a cell phone that has an access to a Bible, I would encourage you to open it to Ephesians chapter 2. Here, here, here's what I'm believing this morning. I, I, think, I think that there's some of you who who may need to respond to the gospel of Jesus even this morning. So we, we have, I think, seven baptisms planned today, which is really exciting. Uh, but that's not a fixed number. Like, if there's some of you who are today who are like, you know what, I've never been baptized. I need to respond to the gospel. I want to come forward. I'm going to do this. And we would certainly welcome more. So here, here's, what I'm, here's what I'm praying, that God would just lay this word upon our hearts and upon our minds, that we would be open to stepping forward and saying, I am a follower of Jesus. I'm going to commit my life to this. I'm going to surrender everything that I've held onto that has been holding me back and keeping me enslaved. And I then am going to lay it all down as I give it over to Jesus. And if that describes you at some point in the service, then, then I invite you to come forward and be baptized this morning. Uh, but here, here's what Paul wrote to the Ephesians in the second chapter. He says, as for you, and that, he's not talking to any individual within the Ephesian congregation. He's talking to the congregation as a whole. Okay, so as for you, it's like, you know, everybody who is gathered right here before me, everybody in these houses, right, everybody who can hear my voice, everybody who has ever walked the face of this planet, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. So here, here's, here's the first thing we need to acknowledge, right, that this is true of all of us. All of us were dead in our transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us lived among them at one time. We gratified the cravings of our flesh. We followed its desires and its thoughts. And like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. And so this is true of every single one of us. It's true of me, it's true of Emily, it's true of all of you guys, it's true of every person in all of these houses. All of us have abandoned the source of life. God, the creator, has given us life. He has called us to himself. He has instilled within us, deep within us, his eternal love, and we have rejected it. All of us have rejected it. Every single one of us, at some point, we've said no to it. No, God, I'm going to go my own way. No, God, I don't want to follow your plan for my life. I'm going to go do my own thing. No, God, I don't want to do your thing. I'm going to go live the life that I want to live. All of us were disobedient to God's plan for us. And like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath, deserving of death. That was the penalty for it. For rejecting the very source of life, we turned... And of course, death was going to be the outcome. What, what do you expect when you turn from life? You're going to enter into death. That's just the natural outcome. And now here's what I think. Now, of every single one of us at some point in our lives, and as, again, every single person who lives in all these various houses and every person throughout the earth, every single one of us, knowing that we have abandoned life, every single one of us have sought life in something or in someone. We have all searched for the life that has been rejected. We are all searching for the love that we abandoned. We are all searching for, you know, you know how I know this? Uh, our, our marketing campaigns that we have within our stores um, tells us that we do this. I don't, I don't know if you guys are aware of this. Um, Arby's, right? Arby's has this slogan. I don't know if they still use this slogan. Several years ago, they had the slogan, happiness is just a, can anyone fill in the gap for me? Happiness is just a curly fry away. You guys, you guys ever heard that before? Happiness is just a curly fry. Oh, wait, um, Best Buy has a slogan. Uh, maybe you guys have heard this one. They simply say, you happier. 
Uh, okay, so if I go buy the 70-inch screen TV other than my 55-inch, I'm going to be happier? If I have the newest gaming system, the latest DVD, the latest movie, I'm going to be happier? That's really how it works. You happier? Curl, uh, happiness is just a curly fry away? H- how, about, how about Walmart just down the street? We guys, we guys know this. The best life at the greatest price? Guaranteed. Why, why do our, our stores within our communities, why do they s- try to sell us on the nature of happiness? And why do they try to sell us on the nature of the best life? It's because that is what we are all searching for. Every single one of us, all of us who walk the face of this planet are searching for happiness and acceptance and love and the best life. All of us are longing for that which we have rejected and that which we have abandoned. And it doesn't work. Because the true source of life and the true source of happiness has been abandoned. But here's what I love, what Paul continues. He says, but God. And those, I think, are two of the greatest, most beautiful words in all of Scripture. But God, because of his great love for us, because he is rich in mercy, he made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our sins. Even when we were lost, even when we had rejected God, even when we were not purified and were not clean, even when we were still sinners, Christ because of his great love for us, made us alive. And how did he do this? He did it as a gift of grace, Paul says. It is by grace you have been saved. God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Jesus Christ. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, It's not of yourselves. This isn't something that you have done. It's not something you have earned. It's not because you deserve it. It's not because you're good enough. No, you're still filthy. No, you're still unclean. No, you're still in your sin. It's not because you're good enough. You do not have any right to boast. No, it is a gift of God given by his grace. And it is given as we trust in what he has accomplished in our behalf. And so baptism is really just the response to this. What Paul has laid out in Ephesians, he lays it out clearly in other places as well. It's just a response to this. Yes, I'm a sinner. I recognize I'm a sinner. God has done something significant for me in sending his son to accomplish on my behalf what I could not accomplish on my own. He has invited me then into a relationship with himself to live then the way that he had always designed me to live. And so we have shirts like this, and they they say made new on them. Because baptism is really just a symbolism of something that has already taken place in all of these people who are going to come forward. They, sh- they, want to, they want to declare to you and declare to this community, declare to this world that they have been made new in Jesus Christ. Not because of anything they have done, but because of what he has done for them. And so this is really a celebration. You know, if any of you brought fireworks and you want to shoot them off, you're welcome to do so, right? Sparklers, whatever it may be. Um, blow horns, um, whatever, you know, like this is really a celebration. When somebody comes up out of the water, I, I hope that we can celebrate and rejoice and get loud because this is really, really exciting. There, there's nothing about this water that cleans them or cleanses them. There's nothing about this that purifies them. That has already taken place because of what Christ has already accomplished. But they want to profess before you and before the world that God has done something significant in their life. And they are going to lay down all of those attempts at finding life on their own. They are surrendering in this moment and they are clinging to God and to the cross of Jesus. And so I'm going to invite my friend Tim forward. 
And he's going to share with us a little bit about what Jesus has done in his life. And then we're going to put him under the water. So please welcome Tim. I did, yeah. You got you to you break the ice for us. So do you want to share a little bit, a little bit with us about what God has done in your life? Yeah, um, okay, so... Uh, Okay, so I grew up in a household. Um, sorry, can you guys hear me? Good, good. All right, so I grew up in a household, uh, single mother, two sisters. I was the only male in the household. I also lived in a household with my grandmother, my aunt, and my two aunts. So, right, right. So I was raised by all women, pretty much. My dad was in and out of our lives um, my whole life up until recently, you know, and I'll get to that. But, um, so at a young age, like, I struggled because I lived in, like, a rich neighborhood, but I was a really poor child. Um, you know, and I didn't have any guidance from any male, no male figures in my life, nothing like that. So uh, I kind of took, as I grew up, you know, I was real involved in sports and things like that. But, you know, as I progressed further into, like, middle school, high school, you know, I was still an athlete. But, like, I turned to something outside of myself, which was, like, drugs and alcohol. So, um, you know, and looking back at that now, it kind of – Everything comes forward because I was I was missing something. So before I get to all that, like I was raised in the church, right? I was raised AMA, African Methodist Episcopal, and it was very like stand up, sit down, you know, say this, say that, you know, show up every day, go to Sunday school, do all that, you know what I mean? So like um, the good thing about it though is like I was introduced to God's love and God's grace at a young age, you know what I mean? No matter how it was shown to me, like I knew He was there, you know. Um, so um, you know, as I grew up, I kind of like went my own route, right? So I was in a Baptist church for a little bit, you know, um, as a preteen, I'm going to my teenage years. And um, I don't know, man, like there was something that I felt that I was missing in the world, right? Because I wanted to be about the world. I didn't want to be about God. I didn't want to be about anything but myself in the world. So, you know, as I said, I turned to drugs and alcohol um, at a young age, right? You know, um, I quit sports. You know, I decided I'd rather stay out, party, you know, do all those things because I didn't know really which way to go, you know? Um, so long story short, about four year, four and a half years ago, um, you know, I kind of just had like a, like a, actually, I'm not going to lie, like I didn't want to do anything. Like I didn't know, I thought I wasn't going to be anything. I thought I was going to live in my grandma's attic for the rest of my life. I was 24 years old, didn't have a job. Well, I had, I had a job, but I got fired because of reasons. Um, you know, like, so I didn't know where my life was going to go, right? But for some reason, there was something telling me, like, you can do this. Like, you're worth more than what you think you are worth, you know, and, um, you know, my dad, who I was telling you about, was in and out of my life before he really just came back around in my life because he saw that I was struggling. And um, we had a terrible relationship, but one morning, it was a Sunday morning after my probation officer came to my house, I failed another drug test. She wasn't going to put me back in prison because she was like, dude, it's not working for you. We need to figure something out. Um, I kind of just, uh, that was like the start of my silent surrender, I like to say. I still went in kicking and screaming. I still didn't want it, but um, I kind of went... I just kind of went. I had to. I had really had no choice. Um, so, you know, after going through that phase, like, something called me out to Bucks County, because I'm originally from Chester County, PA. Something called me out here, right? And when I was, when I was in treatment, getting well and doing all that, like, there was something telling me, like, Tim, you got to do something different. Something, something telling me. I couldn't tell you what it was at that point in time. You got to do something different. There's something on the other side. There's something on the other side. So I was really hard-headed growing up. I never took any suggestions from anyone, ever. Um... 
you know, and something was just telling me, like, dude, just take these suggestions, just keep going, keep moving. And um, I ended up out here May 4th, May 4th, actually my wedding date now, um, May 4th of 2015, um, I ended up out here in Bucks County and that opened up the doors that are unimaginable now. Like I would never picture my life the way it is today. Um, so long story short, um, you know, as I progressed in my recovery, you know what I mean? Because I am in recovery. I'm a recovering addict. Um, you know, I was missing something still, right? So, like, I was still missing something. Like, life was going good. I had a beautiful girlfriend, my wife now. You know, um, she got pregnant, you know, so we had our first daughter. And there was just still something missing. And I would tell her, like, hey, I know what I'm missing, right? I'm missing God. I'm missing Jesus, you know? And what I said before, like, there was that conscience before, you know, telling me to keep moving, keep moving. There's something on the other side. And it was God calling me back the whole time, right? Because once he has you, he had me at a young age, right? I was saved at the age of 12, you know. Um, he had me then, you know, but I went astray. Like, God never left me. Like, I will never tell anybody that God ever left me. I turned my back on him, you know, and I know that. Um, so, you know, about a year and a half ago, um, I was church searching, and, you know, I went to a couple churches, and I just didn't feel at home. And I remember I stepped foot in restoration, um, and, like, I don't know, I just sat down, me and my girlfriend at the time, my fiancé, we were like, we could get used to this. It's kind of, like, very homey, everybody saying hi, you know, people coming up to us. And I was like, I can get with this. So um, I kind of started there, right? And we were on and off. We came, we didn't come. We came, we didn't come. But something just kept calling me back. And, um, you know, um, I can say that I'm very grateful for Restoration Church, right? Because coming from, like, a stand-up, sit-down, say-this-say-that church, you know, um, growing up, like, this gave me the opportunity to be myself, right? You know, like, Treehouse gave me an opportunity to share my story, you know what I mean? Ross, we, we hang out, you know, um, geez, um, Tim, why am I forgetting your name right now? Josh, I know, I'm sorry. I know, I, I'm just nervous right now, I'm sorry. You know, like, getting with these men and doing Bible study um, every Tuesday night, like, brought my faith into fruition right and I remember I was at a convention in Virginia about three months ago and I was talking with fellow Christians and I was like you know what I was going to get baptized but like I'm not ready you know and they were like what do you mean like what are you talking about like when it's time it's time and I was like but I don't feel right maybe it's like should I feel some type of way I should feel right you know um and I you know Ross you know said that we're getting baptized so I was like Ross I want to get baptized so pretty much you know my story is that like dude like through all the troubles that I went through in my life, you know, my mom passed away from cancer at a young age. I was in prison when it happened. All this crazy stuff, right? I'm grateful to be standing here today to share my story with you guys because there's hope, right? You know what I mean? Like, there's hope. Um, yeah, I mean, and it's not my story, right? Because before it was about me, but I understand that it's not even about me anymore. You know what I mean? It's about the people in front of me and the people behind me, you know, the people around me. So, like, I just want to be able to share God's love, live in God's light, you know, follow Jesus and, um, you know, continue to progress and give it to my family and give it to my friends and give it to whoever needs it, you know, because we all need it in today's world. But um, that's all I got. Thanks. Excellent. Thank you. I'm going to invite my friend Becky Ford. Yeah, yeah. Becky, will you share with us a little bit about how uh, you came to the point of wanting to be baptized today? 
Hi, everyone. Hi, Becky. <laughs> um, so I'm Becky. Um, I'm originally from Hawaii, so very far. Um, so growing up with my family, um, it was very different. Um, so my background is Chinese, so I have a very traditional family. And um, my parents' family are Buddhism, so growing up it was kind of different and hard. So I didn't know what I wanted to believe in. Um, I was pretty much forced to do what my mom thinks is right. So um, went through school and then met my best friend, Jay. Sorry, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> um, my friend, Jay, we hang out every day after school. And then um, he introduced me to church. And I felt very good and welcomed and wasn't pressured or forced to do anything. <laughs> um, anyways, um, that's where I found God. And I felt... Um, good um, growing up and then um, left the nest so um, I joined the Air Force kind of left Hawaii I it was like a very isolated lifestyle for me so went through the Air Force and it changed me a lot you know went through a lot of um, intense training something that I never felt before in my life and I felt like giving up sometimes because it was so difficult but I um, went through it and Um, yeah, I went through a lot through my life and um, finally got the support from my family. And they finally accepted that I wanted to become a Christian person. And um, it was great. Um, and then went through my career. I changed my job three times in the Air Force, and I felt very grateful for that. Um, my last duty station was in Andrews, Maryland, Virginia. So I lived in Virginia. Um, I moved here to... Um, I moved here actually four months ago, um, and um, let's see, I went through a lot of thinking for the past two years. I, uh, I knew I wanted to change my job because I was very unhappy. Um, I struggled a lot, frustration, and I wanted to leave it, and did a lot of searching, praying, and finally found a really good career that I can leave and um, my job was here, and I just feel very blessed every day that um, this happened to me, and I get to leave my past and start new, because I don't know anybody here. I have really no family here. And then um, came to church, and I felt very different, um, felt welcomed, loved. Um, even It's just very different from the past churches I've attended and um, I'm just very happy to be here, you know, try something new. Um, feel blessed to have a new job here in New Jersey and recently just bought a new home in Levittown. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, and then I met Pastor Ross, you know, it was just a, like really good start. And I'm just ready to recommit myself, um, have faith again, um, and just move forward and recommit. And that's pretty much it. Thanks. Hello. Oh, there you go. Becky, thank you. 
Uh, I invite my friend Chris Ford to be baptized today as well. Chris, bring your towel with you. Yeah. Unless you want to be cool as you walk back. That's fine. Chris, we are excited that you have decided to be baptized today. Yeah, I can hold on to that for you. Yeah. Would you like to share with us a little bit of how you came uh, to Jesus and why you want to be baptized today? Hello, everybody. I hope I can read through this. I've been sick the last couple days, so if I lose my voice, I'll yes. have you read it for yeah, me. It for <clears throat> okay. I was raised in the Greek Orthodox Church. My great-grandfather was the first Greek Orthodox priest to open a church in Trenton, New Jersey. My grandmother was very religious. She was caring and nurturing. And my shining star. I went to Sunday school every Sunday. And although we were taught through scripture, I was not introduced to the simplicity of prayer and having a personal relationship with Jesus. The services each week were very ritualistic, mostly chanted by a cantor, and the priest read prayers. There was not much participation from the congregation. My husband, Bill, and I were married in the Greek Orthodox Church. We wore connecting crowns, symbolizing our unity. And yes, I guess you can say I did have that big, fat Greek wedding. (laughs) Bill's pastor from his Baptist church was also present. He gave the benediction. And what I still remember him saying was to let God be the glue to hold your marriage together. And I do believe we are proof of that. Through a strong faith and a lot of glue, we just celebrated 32 years of marriage. We have a son, Andrew, a daughter, Laura, and two grandchildren, Jalen and Gavin. We moved to Pennsylvania from New Jersey and joined a Presbyterian church. We were active members for 26 years. Many changes started taking place there, and I no longer felt comfortable or agreeable to what was going on. I've experienced many answered prayers, praise the Lord, asking God to hold my hand. One was when Laura was expecting Jalen. We were preparing for her arrival, and I prayed that God would help us. Shortly thereafter, a friend of mine from work gave me a name and number of someone who had baby items they were no longer using. We pulled up to their driveway, and they opened up their garage, and when we looked inside, they had not one but two of everything. They had twins two years ago. And just think about immeasurably more. Six years ago, I was considering retiring, and I just couldn't make up a decision. I wrestled with it for many months. And one day, I went outside in the quiet stillness and prayed that God would give me clarity. And he surely whispered to me, well done, good and faithful servant. It was so clear, I'll never forget it. I went back inside and immediately filled out my paperwork to retire. And the timing proved to be just perfect. My daughter soon started working full time, so I was available to watch Jalen during the day. And my mother took a terrible fall, and she needed me to do so many things for her, so I was available. His knowledge and his timing is far better than ours, and we need to trust in him completely. Another beautiful thing came out of my retirement. I was asked to be a mom mentor for MOPS, Mothers of Preschoolers. We moved our chapter here to Restoration Church. 
Ross was just so accommodating and welcoming to all the young moms here and their children. He even stepped in to help babysit so the moms could take a break, enjoy coffee and breakfast, and bond with other moms. So, amen, yes, amen. <laughs> Any mop, mops moms here? Yay! <laughs> that was four years ago, and I love the warmth here and the community spirit. I love what restoration stands for. The spirit of the Lord is alive and well here. So my journey to today has been a very long and winding road, and I would not be his faithful servant if I knew he wasn't holding my hand all the way. I want to honor my Lord today by being baptized. Jesus went to the cross for me and you to wash away our sins. This is how much he loves us. And my prayer for all of you is to discover a faith so deep, full of joy and love, that someday your journey, too, will lead you to a life that is Christ-centered. Thank you. Okay. Excellent, Chris. Thank you. So when we had mentioned that we were uh, having baptisms, um, I got an email uh, from a friend of ours, Nicole, uh, saying, D- you know, I-, I would love to dedicate my daughter on a baptism day because really the hope of dedication is that we um, are going to help raise these children up so that one day they would come to make a decision of faith for themselves and then, you know, participate in baptism. So I'm going to invite uh, Nicole and David forward because uh, they would like to dedicate their daughter Everly today. So that's just exciting. We get this combination of events here. So um, we do not dedicate, within our, our tradition and our theology, do not dedicate infants. We hope that uh, those children... Oh, wow, thank you, thank you. We do dedicate uh, children. We do not baptize because we hope that uh, they can make that profession of faith for themselves. But we do dedicate, and dedication has a long history in Scripture. Uh, Samuel was was brought uh, by his mother Hannah to be dedicated. Even Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to the temple uh, in order to dedicate him as well. And so there's a long uh, history of dedication within uh, Scripture. And we're, we're told that uh, one of the key principles of a parent to their child is that we are to teach them, whether it be while we're eating dinner at the table, whether it be we're walking along the road or riding in our car, in all circumstances, lying down at night as we're tucking them into bed, we are to teach them to love God with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And to apply that same love to their neighbor. And so a dedication really is just the desire of parents to bring their child before God, but then also before a congregation who are going to help them in that very, very important task. And so I just have a couple of questions uh, for Nicole uh, and David this morning. Um, is it your desire uh, that Everly come to know Jesus Christ as her own personal Lord and Savior? All right. Are you going to do everything within your power uh, to make that happen, whether it be to um, join her into this community of people who are going to love her and help care for her, um, sign her up for VBS? You know, that's an important, that's an important thing to do. <laughs> Register it. All right. Sweet. Um, is, is it going to be your intention to do all within your power to help her accomplish that very important task? Okay. Restoration Church, uh, it's very important that we surround this family to help them in this, 
in this task? Are we going to do everything within our power, whether it be you know, volunteering in kids' men or, or, or watching out for Everly, uh, speaking wisdom into her life, helping them raise her up into a way where someday she might make a decision for Christ on her own? If it is our desire, please, would you respond by saying, we will. All right. So let me say a prayer for you, Everly, and for Nicole uh, and David as well, and then we will dedicate Everly to the Lord. Father Heaven, we thank you for what you are already doing in Everly's life, and not only hers, but in David and Nicole's as well. We thank you, Father, that you are already present and already speaking. And I pray then that as Everly gains more knowledge and understanding about who she is and about who you are, Father, that the voice that is already speaking to her and with already within her, that she would respond to that, Father, and claim her need for you and claim her thanks for all that you've accomplished for her and that she would commit her life to following you and helping others do the same. We do pray this in your mighty name. Amen. So it is with great honor that I dedicate Everly Kissinger to the Lord today. Congratulations. As a gift to help you on this, we have a, a Jesus Storybook Bible for you, one of our favorite um, descriptions of Scripture to help her learn who Jesus is. God bless you guys. Congrats. Thanks, Dave. Congrats. I'm now going to fight my uh, friend Jackie forward as we're going to continue on with our baptisms this morning. So please welcome Jackie. Jackie, tell us a little bit about your story and how you came to faith in Christ. Hi. Um, so I grew up in a household where we only heard God when something was wrong, like what, you know, um, anything was wrong or something bad had happened. Um, and through my life, I always blamed a God I didn't know for every one of my problems and everything that did go wrong. Um, and I lived my entire life like that up until, I guess, like four months ago. Um, I was miserable, I was unhappy, and I was suffering from extreme depression. And I finally hit my low about four months ago. Um, and I remember asking out loud, why am I here? Why do I need to continue living? Where is my purpose? Um, and at that time, I didn't have a desire to continue living. Um, and something, you know, had told me to pursue restoration. I'd been following them on Facebook for a while and too scared to kind of come in on my own. Um, and that week I came in <clears throat> and I sat in the back and I didn't talk to anybody, but I thought at home. And um, it was then that I realized, like, this is my purpose. Like, God is my purpose. He's the reason. Um, and the one that I blamed for everything wrong in my life was the reason um, to continue living and to find my purpose. And I finally understood that pur pur purpose, and I accepted the missing piece. Um, and I'll never look back, and that's why I'm here today, because yeah. I had that moment. I'm going to invite my friend Selena forward. Yeah, please welcome Selena to the stage. Sta the Steps, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Selena, thanks for being here. Would you share us a little bit about your story, about how you came to faith in Christ? Hello. Um, I've, I was raised in um, church and just being very religious. My father was religious, and he passed away. So after 
Um, he passed away. I was very lost, and um, I tried to find my way. And I went to church, and I um, I was brought to a church with a false preacher of God and found out he was sending pictures of me to older men. So after that, I lost my way for a very long time, and I've I met my friend Jessica, and she she brought me to back to God, and and told me like well not told me but just influenced me a lot to to just to have faith in God and help bring me better to um, better life and just be happier. So. Um, I've I've always prayed to God, but I've lost my way, and um, I hope that as a follower of Jesus, I can help people that have been in my situation. That's why I'm here today. Thank you. And now who Selena referenced, Jessica, would you please come forward? Yeah, this is really special. Thanks. Jessica, thanks for being here. Would you please share a little bit about how you came to faith in Christ? Um, my name is Jessica. Uh, well, I always grew up with a um, Christian family. Like, my mom, my whole background, we, they're all um, Christian. So, But the only difference is when I was growing up, like, I went to church and everything, mostly because of my mom. But as I started growing up, I started to realize that um, all the things that I was talked about in church and all the things that I was told growing up, like, you already start to experience those things and realize that, okay, maybe going to church and all the things that were said in the Bible, like, they actually happen in real life. Like, you do experience good and bad, and without God, you are nothing. Like, you cannot survive, you cannot live this life without God being involved in it. And as growing up, I started to realize that, and I just became so much close to God doing, like, bad things and good things. God was always there for me, like, everything that I've been through. So, but I just never got baptized, and today I want to do that. And after today, I want to continue getting close to God and just continue living my life to please him and not please people because people cannot take me to heaven and friends and all that. They cannot do anything for me, but God is the only one that can save me. He's the only one that can protect me and be with me through everything. So I just want to get baptized today, and according to God, I just want to please him. And our last scheduled baptism is my dear friend, Miss Annika. So please come forward. Annika, what's up, girl? Would you please share with us how you came to faith in Christ? I want to get baptized today because I want to take Jesus as my Savior. He taught me how to be like him, not be him. Jesus died on the cross for me, you, and everyone else. God, God has always walked 
beside me in the toughest situations. I've been through tough situations in life. You can always ask, for, ask God for help. I had to sometimes. God sent me on a mission that you can go on to, which is to tell others about Jesus. Just remember, God loves you and is for you. Amen. Thank you. All right, so I had, wow. I had mentioned that, uh, that that's the end of our scheduled baptisms, but it's not too late for someone to stand up and say, I want Christ as my Savior this morning. If you recognize your own sinfulness and how you rejected and rebelled against God, and he has invited you into a relationship with himself, a free relationship with himself, not based on rituals, not based on your own works, not based on anything that you have done, simply based on what he has accomplished for you because of his great love for you. If we admit and confess with our lips and believe in our heart, then we can be saved. And so I'm just going to take a moment and welcome anybody who is at that point to say, I need Jesus. My life's going to be for him from this day forward. All right. Let us uh, stand together as we close in prayer. Father in heaven, I thank you for this day. And all it represents, Father, the, the new life that it represents for all of these individuals who have come before to declare that they want to be a pursuer of you. How you have chased them down with your love, Father, they want to respond to that love. And I pray that you would empower each one of these individuals then to live for you as they have desired and claimed to want to do today. That you would fill them with your life, with your love, and that each day, Father, that they commit to this, their prayer would be more of Jesus and less of me, more of Jesus, less of me. And they would die to themselves every single day as they have declared that they have died, gone under the water, and come back up to new life, the symbolism of baptism. Father, do good work in their lives so that through them many more may come to saving faith in your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for this opportunity to praise your name today. Amen.